Welcome to Nerd Pop, the podcast where three friends attempt to pop your nerd cherry. From gaming to anime to movies and even some controversies. Join us, Brittany, that's me, Kyle, welcome, and Thayla, and that's me, each episode for a new nerd topic. Welcome to this episode of Nerd Pop, where we are going to talk about Ghost in the Shell Standalone Complex. We actually had Brittany watch six episodes for the first time ever. This is an interesting show because this is kind of my first anime that I was like, okay, I know this is anime and I like this style and this show in particular. So for those of you who do not know, Ghost in the Shell Standalone Complex is a cyberpunk show where it's essentially a government branch where they investigate cyber crimes. And in the show, they're looking specifically for the laughing man. So give us a brief summary of of what the what the show is besides just the the laughing man. Like who are the main characters? Who does it who does it follow? What's their goal? So it's public security section 9 are the main characters and they're essentially just a group of specialists. And really the main character is the major. She is rare in their world, not because she has augmentation, but because her entire body is cybernetic. And it's only her mind that is human. Everything else is completely electronic, cybernetic, I think that's what I don't get because that was not explained anywhere. Yeah, that's in the movie. So I'm just watching this thing with humans and there's just random cords coming out of their necks. Like, what the hell is going on here? So the society has gone through World War Three, Which we're on the brink of. But it's come out where the United States is split. Part of it is still democracy. Part of it's an empire. Or some kind of weird thing. They don't essentially we call it a dynasty. talk about it much. Japan has come out of it technologically advanced like crazy. Where you can now replace entire body parts pretty easily. And it's kind of become the norm more or less. Like the one... I remember while you were watching it, you were talking about the one guy's eyes. Oh, that was Junior. Yeah. His eyes are special because he was an army ranger. And all rangers end up getting the cybernetic eyes to help them in their different tasks. The sniper, his eyes can connect to satellites to help him with positioning and pulling off these crazy sniping shots. All of them can connect into the internet, into each other, communicate through this really advanced internet system which was also weird because how are they talking to each other that's more of less like an in, internal communication yeah. mm-hmm. they got telepathy more or less that's what it looked like kind of but it, it would be the same it's just a it's a like your phone further yeah it's a further advanced technology than, than yeah your, but that would have been nice like an intro would have been nice because i came into this thinking everybody's fully human no like, even the intro where you're reading it made absolutely no sense to me. Well, there's Maybe. only one fully human. He's the new one. 
the he's cop. The detective, the cop. Yeah. He's the brand new who we're actually like yeah, kind of following. Togusa. Everyone else has some sort of augmentation. So Togusa has a little bit, not much. That's why he's that? still that's that's the detective dude. That's the detective. Oh, the new guy. Okay. Yeah. He has the bare minimum, right? Yeah, he has the bare minimum. That's why you see Togusa actually use a neck harness or whatever that allows him to to do the same things that the major can, that Bato can, mm-hmm. um, and and so on. Yeah, I had a question because I didn't know what those were because I saw an episode where Major was wearing one and it mm-hmm. al- and it almost backfired. So, Laughing Man is this weird concept, kind of, in that yes, it's a character. Also, the Laughing Man just becomes kind of almost like the Joker, where it just is a symbol. That's also a reference I don't get because I don't watch Batman. What? I mean, the Laughing Man is essentially a myth. Yeah. The actual person is a myth. He's he's more of a a just a conceptualized entity that I feel like a real world reference would be like those hackers that wear that mask. Anonymous? Yeah. Kind of. Okay. Laughing Man does exist. There is a Laughing Man. There is an original jumping point. But the standalone complex is an actual psychologic concept of where something gets out and it's a story. It's completely made up. But people are copying a behavior that they believe happened. Mm -hmm. But there's no foundation for. So it's almost like a cult following of the anonymous person kind of except for kind of reminds me of QAnon. kind of yeah not, not as crazy organized yet not not as organized either it's the new QAnon. back when everybody thinks they're just crazy people the laughing man also part of what they go through is he's doing things that shouldn't be able to be done you should not be able to hack into someone's eyes in real time and mess with their vision to cover someone's face. But as the show goes on and they're hunting the laughing man, they uncover different things about the government, about different branches of public security. They don't, they don't necessarily other than the major and the characters, the show can be watched without watching the movie. It's a little confusing, but the movie isn't necessary to watch. I don't know. Based on episodes one through six, I don't trust the old guy on the team right now. The guy with the crazy hair? Yeah. And then the guy... What do you mean you don't trust him? The guy that was shot. Daisuke Aramaki. Yeah, I don't trust him. But like the figure that was retiring got shot in that episode... I don't trust him either. I don't remember specific episodes. I forget his name. Like the main diplomat guy that they were trying to protect before the laughing man. Oh. Well, essentially in this this show, if you're a diplomat, yeah, you're a bad guy. But and also that just, that just, that's just how the episodes go as well. I mean, I imagine if you go in depth in the world, there's just as many good as bad. But between the episodes. Yeah, it's, you can only show so much. Mm-hmm. Of the world, so... I also wish the episodes connected together more. But that's also how 80s and 90s anime was. Well, it's also kind of real life as, like, a cop. Not every case is going to connect to the one before it. 
you're going to get random things that are going to be uh, in between. Like the X-Files, there was the overarching mythos. But then every now and then they're like, hey, let's do a monster of the week. So I, I think it's a little, to keep it interesting and keep it a little fresh. Brittany is right, though. I mean, if you just watched this show, there's no character introductions. You have no character backstories. You're coming into this with Blind. these characters. Yeah, you're, you, these characters are already established in the universe already. You don't really know what's going on. Now, yeah. granted, the anime also does not dive deep like the manga does. Yeah. The manga goes in like deep in depth between their their characters. So that that's in every show that has a book mm-hmm. even or a movie that has a book. Some do it better though. Yeah. Right. Recently a lot do a lot of shows and manga do better. Back then, no, they had to cut a lot. And they're building on it's just like if you go back in Marvel's movie verse or movie catalog, the very beginning ones, they're kind of crap from the 80s, but they're building on and they're learning. But, yeah, the Ghost in the Shell standalone complex. What else is... I don't know. I feel like I wish I would have had, like, I don't know, like, a like I wish I would have gone and looked up, like, character synopsises. Synopsis, how do you... Synopsis, just go with okay. synopsis. Synopsis. <laughs> yeah. I mean, the, the part, of, part of the show, though, is as you go along, is discovering things about the character. Yeah, I get that. So. But, like, if I'm coming into this and I think everybody's human and then there's, like, random robots and I don't know who is who or what is going on, like, it's just, I don't get it. I mean, they're still technically And if I don't get it, human. I'm not going to be interested. Yeah, like, I fell asleep for episode five. Yeah, there's... I also don't understand the robot things and how they turn invisible. How do... What why are they things? invisible? The Tachikomas. Tachikomas. The one with the really Mechcoma. cute voice and she's all excited. Yeah, yeah, Tachikoma. Why? Why not? They're think tanks. It's fucking cute, but why? Cute as shit. As of right now, that's my favorite character. Yeah. I'm imagining, like, uh, the wind spirit from Black Clover... That gets with that goes with um Oh yeah. With um You know? Yeah. Yeah. I'm imagining something like that is its brain. <laughs> yeah. I mean they are think tanks. They're also spring like springboards to to help balance out. They're also scouts. Yeah, but I think they're for, cute. for for the team in a sense. I, yes, they are disposable. I think the one is cute. <laughs> well part of the Tachkomas is that these Tachikomas are unique of their think tanks, but they're starting to show emotion because they want souvenirs. No, they're showing their own actual intelligence, which think tanks aren't supposed to do. They start showing their own personalities. And part of the show is also diving into, okay, are the Tachikomas sentient enough that they should be protected or should they still be considered just like their larger cousins is that the white one there's the big one i don't remember the one and his dying wish was for his brain to go in it then he was gonna go kill his parents yeah like that yeah well i don't think he was gonna go kill his parents he wanted to go see his parents 
but unfortunately he was in one of the most expensive and destructive battle tanks. So uh, Yeah, there was a thing. Like, sh- the Major said at the end, like, it wasn't just all vengeance. It was like a neither-or, what do you think of my metal body, but... I mean, even the the title of, of the show, Ghost in the Shell, is a play on to the whole a soul in a in a body. I mean, does it are the are the Tachikomas alive just because they don't have a a normal body like everybody else? Doesn't mean they're not less less alive, but yeah. it's also you still have your individual being, even though you are not in your original form. You're in the shell of something. Mm-hmm something else it it becomes an existential question of when does a human not begin and where does the technology end because the tachkomas are getting so close to individual personality that's not programmed that you start saying oh well maybe they are kind of human in the concept of like a primate is considered a human and sentient and as far as like the mystery aspects go and like solving the crimes i have i get more enjoyment from other ones like the moriarty one that you don't really like i don't know well i mean i'll give it a chance like i'm not gonna stop but the the point of the show isn't the mysteries i know i'm just i'm just taking aspects of it yeah i've only watched six episodes so Well, it's it's like any show. If you have a drama, there's going to be comedy in there. Mm-hmm. They're going to try to make it funny at times. But if you sit there and you go, you know, this comedy could be better, then you're like, okay, you're losing the point. It's like CSI or like any medical show. If you start going, oh, well, the comedy in this medical show is kind of lacking like ER. You don't watch ER for the laughs. No, I watched ER because Carter was fucking hot. <laughs> and Dr. Green, even though he was balding. I mean, I really didn't watch that much. That's I know, pretty but much it. Like as an introduction to the show, is it worth as you know a first-time viewer? Because for mean, me, it's worth going back and watching. I don't understand why you like it. Like, what's well, I mean, the other one? There's a couple others like that I didn't like at first, but now I do. Versus One Piece, I loved from the very first episode. Yeah. Where Cell's at work, I loved from the very first episode. This one is like a slow starter. Yeah. I mean, it's a a slow finisher. It's not not a... a, Like, One Piece, you can kind of do episode by episode. And just pop in, pop out, watch them in pretty much any order. I mean, you could do the arcs in different orders, but... Oh, okay. I wouldn't do episodes. But it's it's like a book series. You can't pop into Harry Potter in book three and just expect to like understand everything that's going on. But you might start at book three, get interested there, and then go back to book one and then go and work your way through or Black Clover. You can't kind of pop in in the middle of season one and just be like, okay, I know everything that I need to know. You kind of need to go backwards, I think. But it also depends on your personal likes and dislikes. Yeah. 
not a fan of the animation style either with with genre i mean you and i love that time i got reincarnated as as a slime sometimes it gets annoying for me yeah yeah. but i love it but it seems like you're more into fantasy action stuff like stuff like 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 the this is cyber this is cyberpunk tech i really either like the extra super cute bubbly bright things yes or the fucking dark horror shit yeah like i don't sci-fi has never been my thing cyberpunk eh. yeah so that i mean that's kind of that's why i like it is because i like the cyberpunk right. i always have like the matrix i love the matrix kind of for the same reasons of it's the technology it's being able to dive into this somewhat realistic fantasy but still just enjoy the shit out of on too by the way we should do that so that's why I enjoy it. It's just I like the genre. I like a slow burn. Not always, but if it's a good slow burner, mm-hmm. I do enjoy that. I mean, it's okay. I don't absolutely hate it. And there have been some where, like, episode one, like, this is bullshit. <laughs> yeah. It's okay. That's- I mean, I made it through six. Like, it kept my interest enough, but... and. It- Probably a six for me if I had to rate it as of right now. I mean, that's not bad. Yeah. For si- I mean, it's not a 10 out of 10 for me, but it's... I'm also being generous because, like, a one is, like, I played it and five seconds later turned it off because it was bullshit. Like, that um creepy one we found. And it was just, like, the short stories, but it was all in Spanish. Oh, yeah. That one was weird. So, like, that one got a one because... One, it wasn't in English. Two, the animation was weird. So that's what why. Do, what does Kyle think of Ghost in the Shell? Because like I, mean, I, I don't hate it. it. I don't love it. As of right now, it's like got a six out of ten for me. I mean, I grew up with it, and I loved it. Still love it. I mean, I have the DVD set. Oddly enough, I can only watch it on DVD because it's that aspect ratio mm. that... I love it. It's it's a nostalgic old old timey feeling. If they would redo it and remat, which they have, put it on Blu-ray and all that, I will I won't buy it because I like that four to three aspect ratio. It's just that old timey feeling. Um, I mean, I love cyberpunk, sci-fi, all of that, um, but those are the shows that I grew grew up with. I grew up with Ghost in the Shell, Outlaw Star, Cowboy Bebop, Big O. Uh, oh, try, man, big o. try gun. I hate Cowboy Bebop. I try tried. Gun. See that—that's the thing, though. I knew I Cyberpunk knew going or, in. Uh, Ghost in the Shell and Cowboy Bebop, though they are, they are different. They are very similar as I well. Tried. I just. I think it's the animation style. Then I just everything's like sharp and dark. <laughs> well, going backwards yeah. in animation style, right. is not. It's, it's hard. <laughs> yeah. But it's also, they're they're not meant to be animes for kids as well. So they're not as bright. Okay, but I'm not a kid. I'm 30. And I just. I You're a kid at heart. Fuck off. <laughs> no, we're all a kid at heart. <laughs> um, I don't know. She, she's, she is the same age as my 11-year-old. Like, they're the, almost the same person at times. Yep, it's funny. Except for when she's craving a Werther's and to be an old lady. She's either an like 11-year-old or a 90-year-old woman. <laughs> That's the problem. Uh, or an 11-year-old would not like Ghost in the Shell 
And then I don't think a 90 year old would like Ghost in the Shell. No. So I just, I don't know. Like, I don't know. You, you do tend to like the brighter. I think if I listened to Cowboy Bebop in the background, I think I would like the story. Mm-hmm. But the animation doesn't grasp my attention enough to get into the story. Fair enough. I mean, we could also try that at some point. Yeah. And like while you're at work, just because, have you listen to it and oh, yeah. see if it makes more sense to you. Yeah. I I don't know. I like things that make me think, but not enough. Like it can't be overwhelming. You're, you want to think. You want a thinker, but not a thinker. You want a dumb thinker. That's what you want. Like, I like medical mysteries because that shit's interesting yeah. to me. You want more of a mysterious thinker, whereas Ghost in the Shell, I would say Cowboy Bebop in a, in a sense. Philosophical. Yeah, they 100%. are very philosophical. I and I enjoyed Samurai Champler, world, though. World... I get thinking. those confused sometimes, even though I know they're completely different. I get their names backwards. Which one? Cowboy Bebop and Samurai Champloo. Why? I don't fucking know. We, oh, but we I get their names swapped sometimes. And I think it's because you introduced me to them at the same time. Similarities that they have is the main characters do share the same English voice actor. Maybe. That's common. Though. Oh. So, I mean, the, the, there's I mean, a similarity the, right there. Well, it's also much as you'll get between them, though. <laughs> well, it's also Samurai Champloo, though. Is that mixing, where yes, it's a samurai show, but also there's a guy who's beatboxing. There's yeah, but like, the time period in Samurai Champloo is ancient that Japanese. Old? I think that's probably yeah, versus it. like Ghost in the Shell and Cowboy Bebop. They're yeah. in the future. Or, yeah, that's what I think. Yeah. That's, that's what the we're problem. I don't like future futuristic things. I think that might be my issue. That could be it. But there was another one we were watching that was kind of in the future. And I, well, I didn't hate it. Anime? <laughs> yeah, I forget what it was. I mean, Sword Robin, Art. Something Robin? I do like Sword Art. There's but Witch again, Hunter Robin we watched like an episode of. Yeah, I think I like the story. Again, it was very dark. Yeah. I That's mean, the one with like yeah. the little drops in the eyes. It's like that drug. Drops in their eyes. No, that's um, that's Cowboy Bebop. Yeah, oh Cowboy shit! Bebop. Well, that one too. Like, see, parts are <laughs> wait, interesting. Wait, so are you telling me you do like Cowboy Bebop? I don't hate you it. Don't re- remember, I one? watched it enough, and I got past that. Ugh, I don't like this. I mean, to be fair, there are other animes that have drugs in them. So there's there's one. I don't there know. are. I don't know. I just that should be a subgenre right there. <laughs> drugs. Yeah. Drug use. Drug use. An anime? Yeah. <laughs> no, there's no. And then I like the fucking weird ones too. Yeah, that's true. Like I was watching, I think it's like 18 IF. I really enjoyed that. That one's a thinker. It's fucking weird. Yeah. Yeah. But I like it because it's like a what the hell is going on type. Instead of like See, here, trying to that, dig out a mystery. I think that's a big difference though is I like weird ones, but I don't like it to be. Like nonsensically weird. Yeah, I like. Like the I don't like JoJo's. Weird. I actually liked but it I when en- I watched it. Like I, en- I'll watch Jo an episode, just to be like, reminding myself of how absolutely insane it can be, and how out there it can be. Like I like Alice in Wonderland weird shit. I would say, 
that you might like the show called Id Invaded. Maybe. It should be it should still be on Crunchyroll or Crunchyroll and, and Funimation. Yeah, I don't have Crunchyroll yet. Um But it's it's very similar to eighteen IF. So you might I was enjoying that. I watch it when like he's it. asleep. <laughs> he doesn't like it. So beyond personal preference though, do you think that you would continue to watch episodes and ignore that? I mean, probably because I want to know who the Laughing Man is. Okay. But that's just me being fucking curious. Yeah. I was trying to think of a better word, but no. Yeah. I'm just I mean, that's. I mean, that's kind of the draw is to figure out who the Laughing Man is, and then hopefully uncover some of the other things, and then get the philosophy through it, or I don't. I think get that's the, the thing. I'm just not a philosophy person. I hate those classes in school. I I enjoy some. I don't like things that beat you over the head with it, but I like subtle. Now, now we talked about more of likes, dislikes, or diving into Ghost in the Shell, Standalone Complex. Your personal opinions. What do you think of the live action? Haven't seen it. I I honestly... It's Have one you of not the ones- seen it just because you refuse... Is it one of those things that you refuse to see it? Or you just haven't gotten a chance to see it? It's been more of refusing to see it because I love the show so much that I feel like no matter how well done the live action is, because it's it's produced as a movie on its own, I think I'm I I'm not gonna be able to get over the fact that I've seen all like all the shows and have put them all in order and I I just don't think I'm able to not be objective of it and go in going, oh, this is not, this is not like the major. This is not. Me being new, I might like that. Yeah, maybe. But like, I, again, like I, me, I'm not a fan of when they make a live action most of the time. That, like that's I one. have not seen Beauty and the Beast. Don't want to. Haven't oh, seen I, Mulan. I would make an exception because I do love Mulan. I did like the live action of um, Sweet Home. Surprising, but I read that first, so I know what to expect. Now, I'm not going to say like you, Brittany. I'm not going to say you would like it because you might. I don't know. Bela, for instance, I don't think you would like the live action. Um. And that's it does it. dive into more of Major's backstory, but not based on the manga or anything mm-hmm. like that. They kind of Not create, based on her not being able to control her body as a child. They dive into that, but it's still it, it's still weird. But if if you want more of a beginning and an end. Yeah, that's what I need. Then I would watch. Watch well, the movie. Well, there's also the Arise series of the anime, which does do that gap filler mm-hmm. of it. I mean, it technically happens before the movies, but it adds that backstory in a satisfying way. Introducing you to standalone complex is more of that was our introduction. But now going back, would it be... Is it a good enough introduction that you would be willing to go and watch the movies, which happened well before, 
and they're cinematically different because the first movie happened in the mid 90s early 90s i want to say i want to say like 92 93 correct me if i'm wrong i feel like i probably the movies are like beginning and backstory i understand what's going on in this universe like because that's my main hold up i don't know what's happening here i don't understand why everything is so cyber okay so then so then yeah i think the movies would at least number one maybe not number two but number one would even at help. that though the universe has already been established yeah they don't it, go from a like don't, i don't, they don't need like a the, non like i don't need to see the transition from us to that yeah i just to you come want, in and it's already like we're working on a case and i don't know any of you like i feel like i picked up a book series at book three. Yeah. And I'm so confused. Well, that, well, that's what I was saying with like Harry Potter. You can't jump in. Like you could use any of the stories to get someone interested. Mm -hmm. But then you have to go, okay, now you got to start at book Do they one. catch the laughing man? Yes and no. I don't, like, like, yeah. It, like it's, it, I don't want it's a little to get, gray. I don't want to waste time. If they don't ever catch them. What do you mean by catch? Like, is there a conclusion? Yeah. There is. A satisfactory conclusion that's not uh, going to send me into a black lady rant. Yes, but. Well, that's subjective, though. Yeah. Because I mean, any it was a conclusion for some people, whereas other people, no. Because I don't it, like the open-ended endings. It, this was was open. Yeah, it was open. It's, it's a little open ended, but it's also kind of it's finite and it's satisfying if you like the genre. It's like the Matrix. Sure, if you're not a fan of the genre, you're not gonna like the ending. But if you're a fan, then you're like, yeah, yeah, that's a good. And I and that's part of why I love the show because there is that open endedness in the movies. There's the open endedness. But I like open ended, like, oh well, is this is this really the end, or could we go further with the story? Because if it's a good story, I'm one of those people like, yeah, give me more, show me more. But if it's a bad story and it's open ended, I'm like, I no, no, thank you, I'm done, I'm good here, I'm I'm exiting the train. But I mean, but that's also how a lot of anime back then was. Mm -hmm. It was very open-ended. I feel like that's how the world was. Yeah. Well, it's also like... But I think that's what evolved. That's what started it. And now we're at the part where it's either one of two things. An anime ends and you get a, you get, you get a conclusion mm -hmm. or it gets canceled. Because back then, back in early anime... It was a lot of openness. You didn't get a lot of story conclusion. It was very, very viewer or reader interpreted. And it's like, well, I well, it's don't also, know what happened to this character or what happened to the, to the villain or anything, anything like that. You come up with your own interpretation of it. Whereas now it's, it either gets canceled and you, yeah, it's quote unquote open ended only because series got canceled. Or it ended. 
yeah. you get a conclusion. The the character either dies or the mission that they've been doing is now now done. So or it turns into a soap opera like One Piece. Yeah. yeah. And it's gonna go on forever. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And it's and that's that's an industry difference though, is back in the day you you weren't contracted for multiple seasons. You got one season to tell your story. If you told it well, then at the end, when they looked back, they would come and say, okay, we want to order another series, another season from you. So if you left it open-ended, it left that openness to where, okay, we have somewhere to go from season one to combine with season two. If you just closed the story, though, then you had nowhere to go and you had to start a new well, I feel like that was like Aquarion then. Because they all interlaced, kind of, but they were all standalone. Yeah. I really enjoyed that one. Well, it's like Way Batman. more than I thought I did. Hmm? Well, it's like comic books as well. Didn't do comic books growing like up. Like, if, if you had a miniseries, that was like ordering a season. You knew you were going to end, so you might as well just tell one story, end it, and then maybe leave open... We're like, hey, if you like this story, let's come back to it. They say, okay, well, let's see where this goes. After 12 issues of The Dark Knight, leave it open. So you got have somewhere to go. But now anime has become more worldwide that companies are more willing to go, okay, Maybe this isn't going to play in Japan, but this will play in Germany. Ger- Germany's loving this. Or this will play in the U.S. We need to get a season out there, leave it open-ended. We'll see how it does in the U.S. If not, it didn't go anywhere. The Japanese fans aren't going to be mad, but it gives us options. Where they weren't thinking that you know, 20 years ago. Because honestly, Ghost in the, Sh- in the Shell, the way the movies ended was open-ended but was closed as far as the story for the movie went. But we're talking about there was no series in line. There was no, they weren't thinking about, oh, well, we can turn this into a show. It's probably they saw the movie, came back later, and went, okay, we, we see this movie is a cult hit. Let's make a show. So, yeah, it's, it, I, I can see... Like, op- open-ended can irk some people, but if you like it... Do you care to put in any final thoughts towards Ghost, Ghost in the Shell, Standalone Complex? Do you do you recommend it to everyone, or do you think that everybody should, should give it a chance, or only certain people within a favorable genre? I feel like people preference? like me... I think that is a good point that you make of if you don't like open-ended you need that backstory start with the movies but if you like the open-endedness if you like the slow burn the heavy philosophic subject then yeah start at standalone complex and then you could you have the option of going back and seeing the movies or seeing the Arise series as well. I don't think I would start with series two. 
um, second gig with the Solid State Society. Definitely see standalone before that. But if you're one of those people who who need the backstory to kind of get into it, start the movies. If you don't mind letting yourself slowly dissolve, does that make sense? Then start standalone because I think it's a little less divisive of clear cut. I like this. I don't like this. Plus, you're not committing to you know two hours. If you don't like it, you get an episode or two in. You okay? I tried it. If you are kind of like okay, this is interesting, then at least the series gives you okay. Let's let's see. Let's give it one more episode and see how it does. I feel like standalone complex is. You're just jumping off a mountain and you're in it. Like you're all in. There's nothing else. Where if there's a movie, there's like a build up and like you can work your way and Classic understand structure. what's happening. And I need that foundation. You like you like the classic structure. Like I feel like I feel like instead of like, you know, a hill, somebody just pulled a trap door and I'm falling. Where the fuck am I? What the fuck fair, is happening? Fair. I'll, I'll <laughs> give you that. That is fair 100%. Well, I, you heard it from fan favorite of Bela Brown. Heard his recommendation and his thoughts on Ghost in the Shell standalone complex. You can, you can check it out pretty much. Usual spots for anime, uh, Funimation, Crunchyroll. DVD. Mostly Crunchyroll um, now? Or is it mostly Crunchyroll now? Yeah, because okay. of the acquisition. But um, you can also buy it, buy the DVDs on, online as, as well. So, yeah, check out Ghost in the Shell, Standalone Complex. Thank you for tuning in. If you like this episode and want to hear more, check out our social media for new episodes, upcoming topics, and more. Feel free to like, subscribe, and leave comments and suggestions for future episodes. Links to where you can find us are in our bio page. So until next time, don't forget to love yourself.